between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. God. John 6, verse, verse 54, amen. So that whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life. Amen. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed, praise God. And he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. And as the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by me. Praise God. And the, this is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead, but he that eateth of he that eateth of this bread shall live forever. Let's see First Corinthians chapter. Praise God. First Corinthians chapter eleven. Amen. Um from, from verse 23, 1 Corinthians 11, from verse 23, it says, for, for I have received of the Lord that which I also, which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take eat, that this is my body, which is broken for you, praise God. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner, also he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye, as oft as you, as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. Father, we thank you. Father, we pray this morning that you will come and have mercy on our souls. I pray, Lord, that you will look beyond our weakness 
and I pray that you will have mercy and speak to us from a place of mercy this morning. I ask, oh God, that you will help our soul to come uh, to, to come back from where it's been held by the enemy and help us to hallow the, the privilege of your table in our heart this morning. As David said, we'll enter into your courts with praise, into your gates with thanksgiving, your court with praise, Lord, our Heavenly Father. Don't look upon our weakness, but look upon our strength and don't consider our foolishness, but Lord, I pray that you will have mercy on us. Look upon us as children who, Lord, have who you are still helping, Father, to, to put upon us, Lord, the, the weight and the heaviness of your, your person. And Lord, I pray that you will help our heart to come before your word with meekness this morning. And Lord, that with joy in our hearts, Lord, with understanding the privilege, Lord, of hearing your word, that you will help our heart, Lord, to take this truth this morning. Lord, I ask for leading and for guidance. I ask for my vessel, Lord, come and break it in afresh this morning. Make it broken anew. Make it break it again, again, Lord, and make, my, make me freshly broken so that you can fashion me as you want, as your own instrument, belonging wholly to you, that you will use my voice and my heart and all that I am, Lord, to minister your word. Thank you, Father. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, so, in this First Corinthians chapter 11, is Paul. Um, Paul was speaking concerning, concerning the Lord's table. Amen. And so this table, he said, said in verse 23, that he has received of the Lord that which he, that which um, he's delivering unto you, praise God. Of course, speaking about the, the culture of the table of the Lord, which um, he had brought to the Corinthian church. Of course, he had to, there was a lot of abuse with the table, a lot of excesses. Um, and that happened because someone said that when the, the use of a thing is not known, the abuse is what something, something in, in that line. So, so these guys had no understanding of what the table meant. They just felt it was time to come and eat bread and drink wine. And praise God. And their wine then wasn't juice like our own. Like it wasn't cranberry juice. It was actual wine. Praise God. So, so imagine what would have been happening in church at that time, <laughs> when, they, when they drink themselves to stupor, praise God, and they start prophesying and all kinds of things. Amen. So, so these things were going on in, um, in the church of Corinth, but Paul, now he found the, the, the reason to then begin to speak about the point, the, the essence of the table which the Lord brought to them, which he gave them. So he's saying, in verse 23, for I received, I received it of the Lord, that which also I, I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed. So Jesus Christ did this, the night that he was betrayed. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, 
and said that, take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. So at that time, there was about to be a culmination of all the things he was doing in the flesh had come, got, got into a point where he was supposed to reach a natural conclusion where they were supposed to, they were going to actually take his body and break his body and all of that. So um, he found, of course, I believe he was supping with them constantly, but that one, there was the last supper, which he did. But the supper was a culture among them. And so the culture, um, I believe what Paul is saying here is explaining what Jesus meant by giving them this body. Um, he said, this body is broken for you and do this in what? Remembrance of me. Then in verse 25, he says, after the same manner also he took the cup and when he had subsumed, this cup is the New Testament in my blood and this do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of who? In remembrance of me. Praise God. Um, so the, the body, now of course the bread, after he gave, he took the bread, then the bread here signifies the body and then the cup here signifies his blood. Praise the Lord. And so after he he broke the bread. He said that the, the breaking, the purpose of the bread being broken for you is for the purpose of remembrance, right? He said that the reason why you do this is for, is for remembrance, praise God, is for remembrance of me. So to remembrance, that word remembrance means a continuity to, in other words, not to forget. Uh, praise God. The remembrance means not to forget. Remembrance means to keep. Um, to keep the, to remember means, praise God. Remembrance is not just, ah, it just occurred to me, or oh, so I remembered it. Remembrance is talking about the keeping of a memory. Because if you don't keep a memory, you will never remember it. The reason why you remember something is because it's inside you and it can it rises up. So it's so remembrance is talking about the the keeping of something on the inside. Praise God. And so um, this this bread, um, which is the the bread at this point, which Jesus was serving to them. Um, I think we've seen this in different ways, right? We see that the communion of the table um, is um, started, started from the realm of Christ where you begin to feast on the body of Jesus at a level, right? Um, so in the realm of Christ, which is the realm of sanctification, there is uh, a table, there's the activity of feasting on the body of Jesus and on the blood of Jesus, praise God, which happens in that place. But then Jesus Christ said something, um, that there will be a time when you will eat it anew again, right? When in the everlasting kingdom, praise God. 
So he's talking about their tables. The table of Jesus is himself being given to man uh, in different degrees. So the table has set before somebody who is just beginning to get sanctified or who, is, who has journeyed in sanctification. It's not necessarily the same table that is set before a soul who has gained entrance into the everlasting kingdom of God. Praise God. But when you get into the everlasting kingdom, you will see a table is also set. Then they will now say they are bringing again another, it's another time of feasting. Praise the Lord. And so that time of feasting, is you are, you'll be eating another dimension of Jesus, which is the portion of Jesus that's, that's reserved for people who are able to come into the everlasting kingdom and to partake of the, the bread of Jesus in that place. Praise God. Um, but I think like we were saying that um, the bringing a soul into that place, the person has to first of all learn the culture of feasting, the culture of eating. They have to actually teach the soul the culture of bread, which starts from where? Which starts in the holy place. Praise God. The culture of bread starts where? In, starts in the holy place. So, so every person who will come into the most holy realm of God, the most holy life of God, must be what? Must be an eater of bread. Must be somebody who has been exercised with the bread of sanctification. Then before you can eat the bread of consecration, there, there are different levels of bread. There's the bread of, of sanctification, and then there is the bread of what? The bread of consecration. Praise the Lord. Um, the, the bread of consecration is not like the bread of sanctification. The bread of sanctification, when you go into the holy place, you see it, it's on display in the sanctuary. It's, it's what they call the shoe bread. S-H-E-W. So, is a bread that is shown, right, in the sanctuary. So that bread is, is a bread on display. Um, it's almost like, a, it's a tempting bread. It's a calling bread. It's a bread that they put the bread on this side of the sanctuary. When you walk into the sanctuary from the east end, and that's the, where the door of the sanctuary is, then you see the bread on the north side. Then you see the candlesticks on the other side, and the candlesticks in the sanctuary is actually a light that is opposite the bread, shining light. It's trying to show you, okay, this is see to eat. See, this is what you should eat. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So, the word shoe bread, it means the bread that is shown. And what shows the bread is the light, the light of the, the priestly light is actually for the eating of bread. Amen. The, the priestly light is what? It's for the eating of bread. Now, um, one of the, the themes through the tabernacle or through joining in God is there is, you see two things that are operating parallel to each other um, in terms of joining of people in the spirit. Praise the Lord. You see the journeying, as you're journeying, coming to God, you see the transitioning of light 
changing of light. But aside, beside the changing of light, there's a changing of food. Praise God. So food is changing as what? As light is changing. Food is changing as what? As light is changing. Light is changing because the purpose of light is for feeding. The, the kind of light that you have will determine the kind of food you can see. There is some food that a low light cannot illuminate. You won't be seeing it. The food can be around. There can be a, there can be a food this morning. Not, maybe one person might see the food and eat it and go home. And only one person has eaten that food. And everybody was around because you mean that person, only that person has, has equipped themselves with the light for that kind of food. Praise the Lord. So in the same place where someone is eating, other people can be hungry because they are not seeing food to eat. They don't have the light to eat. They don't have the, 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 this, the help, uh, which, which is light, that it takes to eat. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, so, so as there is um, a metamorphosis of light, there is also a metamorphosis of what? Of food. And of course, if there's a metamorphosis of food, there will also be a metamorphosis of service or of works. So you, the light is for to feed, and feeding is to do what? Is to work. To work or to walk. They are the same thing. That's why him that sits upon the throne will feed them first, and then he will then lead them into what? Living fountains of waters. So you, this is the journey of commerce. The journey of commerce is they must receive light to feed so they can serve or so they can work. And the work is the work. Praise the Lord. Amen. So you now find that in that sanctuary, in the realm of sanctification, that when a priest is brought, comes into the holy place, the priest actually is not, I don't think the priest is, is initially equipped to eat bread. So there is a provision that when a priest is coming, he has to bring, they have to be bringing meat from outside, inside the, the sanctuary. But they have to be feasting in the sanctuary with meat, but with a condition of the meat. To, and that condition show is, is the condition that the meat must not stay there overnight. Do you remember that in, in the Old Testament when God gave the, the laws in the book of Leviticus or for the priesthood, praise God. So the priests, when they bring the meat, the meat which is offered on the altar on the outside, that meat actually belongs to that altar. Right? But the, the priest who are you know, the priesthood is a school. Sanctification is a school. Those who are still yet being sanctified, they, they have to be sustained somehow. It's a, it's a wisdom that they are trying to tell you that somebody, the fact that someone has entered into the school of the holy place doesn't mean that they have come into the full equipment to serve, right? The fact that somebody is in the training of priesthood it doesn't mean that he can accomplish priestly service. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. But because you, don't, you can't train a priest in the outer court. If you want to train a priest to serve in the sanctuary, you have to bring them inside. Even though when you bring them inside, they will still be eating the food. 
because they haven't gained the ability to eat the holy bread. Why? Because they've not come into, they've not gained all the lights that it takes to eat that bread. Praise the Lord. Is there anybody who doesn't understand what I'm saying? Praise God. I'm assuming that we should be able to flow with these thoughts now so I can be going very quickly, right? Because I feel I'm saying many things that we already know. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So, so a priest eats that bread, even though he's brought in, but he said, okay, we can still be sustaining you with food from the outside. Right? But, we have to, but that food is just for you to be sustained so you can continue your course. The food actually doesn't belong here, so it can't sleep here overnight. The only way the food can stay here is if it's inside of you, who has been granted access by some operations. And, and the Lord gave Moses the dealings by which you grant somebody access into the, the priest access into the sanctuary. First thing you must do, you must bring them beside the door of the sanctuary. There is a lava there, a brazen lava, which has water in it. You must wash their body with the water. You must anoint their body. You must then change their garment, put a new garment upon them. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, so that person has been... The fact that you've done that doesn't mean that they are priests yet, that they can serve as priests. They are just, it's just an equipment for them to enter into the world of learning priesthood. So when they come in there, the meat can stay in their body overnight, but the meat by itself cannot stay in that place because it doesn't belong there. It's the meat from the without. It's the meat that is offered on the altar on the outside. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So in, so in the holy place, um, that's the place where the priest now begins to, to learn the culture of the light, right? The, the culture of the lights of the sanctuary. And the person who has to, who it, whose job it is to make sure the light is constantly burning for the priest is the high priest. Because the high priest's job is the one who trims the lamp, right? In other words, he's the one who helps to provide the light for the, to see, for the priest to see, for the, for the eating, for the feasting of the sanctuary. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Am I making some sense to you? Yes, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that bread in the sanctuary is a show bread. It's a visible bread. It's a, it's a bread that they have to advertise. It's, called a, it's an advertised bread. So the bread of Christ is actually an advertised bread. It's a bread which, is, which the light which you have there, it shines on it. But it's different. So, so you see shoe bread is the bread of the sanctuary, shown bread. That's where you learn to eat bread. By, it's a bread which came to you by an advertisement, which is actually how the bread of Christ is given to a soul. But then when you move into the most holy, there's also another bread in the most holy, but it's not a shoe bread. It's a hidden bread. It's called the hidden man, and they took it. 
and they hid it inside something. And when you get there, in fact, you can't even see. It's actually a dark place, save for the glory. Praise God, which, which is the glory which is upon the mercy seat, which is the, the Shekinah, the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Um, which is in that place. Thank you, Jesus. So, so that, that hidden, that hidden manner, say hidden. hidden. Are you seeing difference between the bread of the, the eating of the sanctuary or the eating in the realm of Christ versus the eating in the, in the everlasting realm? Is that in the everlasting realm, the, the bread which you are supposed to eat is a hidden bread. So when Jesus was speaking about that bread of the most holy is the bread Jesus was speaking concerning in the book of John, chapter 6. It's not the same table of communion which you find in the realm of Christ. It's another communion. And when Jesus was speaking concerning it, Jesus Christ was using... was using the, he was comparing it with the manna that came down from heaven in the time of Moses in the wilderness. So Jesus wasn't, in his speech, he wasn't really, he wasn't separating manna from bread. I'm talking of scriptural language, so that will tell you that the manna can be bread. In John chapter 6, right? He was exchanging. They were talking about manna. He's an example of Moses. Then he said, I am actually that bread which came down from heaven. So it means manna is actually a type of bread. So it's very clear that the hidden manna is the hidden bread. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What did I say? The what? The hidden manna is, is the hidden bread. The hidden manna is the hidden bread. Now, so in Christ, when you are, someone is feasting in Christ, somebody can eat in Christ. With, through advertisement. I said advertisement, right? So what is the meaning of that? That means that the, the anointing of the light that they used, they used to eat is not their own yet. They came and they met the supply. They, they used an anointing that is external to them. In the realm of Christ, that is how Christ's world operates. In Christ's world, (laughs) 
the revelation of Christ can come to his soul without the participation of spirit that is in their own vessel, that is in your own vessel. I mean, I'm talking of the oil now, the oil from where the light comes from. That makes it easier to feast on Christ. Because it's easy for somebody who has, now when I say oil, I'm talking, no oil are in grades, right? I'm talking about just the oil of the Holy Ghost. The oil of the Holy Ghost cannot, if you take just oil of Holy Ghost alone, just oil of the Holy Spirit, and there is no substance at all inside it, and you try and use to light the lamp of the holy place, it will not light. It won't, it won't light. But, uh, praise God. The, what makes the light of the holy place come up are the substances of Christ that is in the oil of the sanctuary. That's what makes that light come up. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that, that light, when it's on, his soul can, you can just be making bread come. Bread can just be coming constantly. Bread will just be coming. You'll just be seeing the bread. You'll be seeing the bread. The bread will just be coming, just be coming. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, so a soul that you don't, a person that has no substances yet can receive Christ because you have no substances. You can have Holy Ghost, you have no substances. Holy Spirit, like someone who's born again, milk of the word. The milk of the word is the enjoyment of the Holy Ghost. But the milk of the word is an enjoyment of the Holy Ghost without substances of the, the persons which you are supposed to inherit. So someone who, who is like that is, praise God. Somebody who is like that can receive. You can take somebody who got born again and somehow they missed out on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Maybe for maybe their own circles and all that, they didn't wasn't their thing. So they never had that baptism. And then you can begin to teach them Christ and you find out they are understanding. And then after a while, praise God. The understanding, and then after a while, somewhere they will just get filled with the Holy Ghost. From not from having Holy Ghost meeting, but just from learning Christ, just learning Christ, learning Christ. That may have happened to some of us. Just by learning Christ, learning Christ, learning Christ, learning Christ, learning Christ. We're talking about we're talking about eating now, right? Eating now, eating, eating. We're not talking about charity. We're talking about eating. 
So you cannot find somebody who is, who is, able, to, who is able to manifest the fruit of charity who hasn't come into fullness of the Holy Ghost. And enjoy, I'm, I'm, so they are different. I'm, ex, I'm separating those things. Are you getting what I'm saying? We're talking about method of eating. So when it comes to eating, somebody who is not even filled with the Holy Ghost can be receiving Christ. He'll be teaching them. Why? Because they are born again. They are born again. And instead of, even though they might not have spirit in them, plenty, of course they have some. By being born again means you have some spirit. Nobody is born again without having some Holy Ghost inside of your, your soul. We might be little, but you have some Holy Ghost in your soul. Praise God. But when someone can be teaching Christ, but the Christ you are teaching you is not riding on their own spirit. It can be riding on the, the spirit of the teacher. The spirit of the teacher. Through his own spirit, he can be delivering Christ to his soul who is not yet filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you get what I'm trying to say? That, is, that can happen in the Christ realm because of the nature of the Christ bread. Because Christ is, Christ is, um, Christ is a creation. Right? Christ is the, uh, Christ, in Christ are contains attribute of God that can be comprehended by man. By the natural man. Yes, Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Christ contains what? Attributes of God. Is the is the created work of God. It's called godly. So God put attributes of himself into Christ. Then the Christ is the, are the, all the attributes of God that can be comprehended by a natural man is what you find in Christ. Do you know, who is a natural man? Who is a natural man? Praise God. A natural man is a man who doesn't have spiritual things. Right, so... A natural man is a man who is approaching, but his strength of approach is not spiritual. His strength of approach is still natural. Somebody can be filled with the Holy Ghost, but their strength of approach is still natural. It's not spiritual. Holy Ghost alone, without substances, cannot make a person spiritual. The person can have him, can wear him, can use him, but he cannot change their nature. The Holy Spirit... Without, it takes things that are godly to change the nature of his soul. And the only point, the first point of the contact with things that are godly is in Christ. Do you understand that? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. So every time, so you see a natural man who is coming to Christ, right? When you, I'm talking about the feasting on Christ now, the eating of the revelation, the eating of the knowledge, the thought of Christ. Praise God. It can, a natural man who doesn't have plenty Holy Ghost, that he can still receive that. Because Christ is the creation that has godliness, degree of godliness in him, that who? The natural man is a design, a special design for a natural man. A natural man is someone who is completely incapacitated. He's just completely, he's not, he doesn't have anything. Is on the ground when it comes to spiritual function and nature. Praise God. Even though he can use the Holy Ghost, but he's still down. In terms of his nature, he doesn't rise up. Praise the Lord. So, are you getting what I'm saying? So, that's why they have to design Christ in such a way that the bread of Christ has, must be advertised by the Spirit. It has to be 
the, an advertised bread that a natural man, it has to, a bread that comes to the natural man. So what does that mean? Is that, like, who is a natural man? A natural man is somebody who, who thinks logically, right? So you, you want to take somebody who, teaches, who thinks logically and teach them things about God. It means that what you're teaching them about God are things that, that, that can appeal to their logic gate to open. Right? When Christ still has a degree of some logical composition that can, it can speak to a natural man. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? And cause a natural man to, ah, okay. So Christ is the, is the godly nature that the natural man can, can understand. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But the point of him understanding is to make him no longer natural. To make him spiritual. To comprehend God. Because only a spiritual man can comprehend God. So you can't just take a natural man to comprehend God. You must first give him something that he can comprehend. So that thing which he can comprehend is called Christ. Praise the Lord. So Christ is the advertised dimension of God, of the properties of God. He's advertised to the natural man. Amen. Amen. So a natural man has, he doesn't have spiritual substances in his vessel. Do you get that? He doesn't have spiritual what? Substances in his what? In his vessel. But the purpose of Christ is to give him that spirit, those substances. So substances that are what? That are are spiritual. Praise the Lord. So, um, when, when a soul has, has then profited with Christ and a soul has come into what they call the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So the real measure of Christ is not of the fullness of Christ is not, is not the light that you have. When they are marking a Christ, it's not the light that you have. The light of Christ. Ah, I have, have light of Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's not the light that you have that they use. It is what? The... Ah? The food. It is the oil in your vessel. Right, it is the oil in your vessel. Because you have every, every priest has a lamp. He has his lamp. That's the way Jesus spoke about it. Every priest has his lamp. Right? The thing with your lamp is that you can borrow oil and use to light your lamp.
You can borrow oil. You can even just light your lamp from somebody else's own. Very quickly, you can, you can borrow oil. Praise God. So, so, so the light of Christ, the light of Christ is not enough to give somebody access to God. The soul must have the oil of Christ in their vessel. Praise God. You must have what? The oil of Christ. Not Holy Ghost alone. I'm talking of oil with substances where in, inside their what? Inside their vessel. Praise the Lord. So that Matthew chapter 25, the, when Jesus was teaching about the virgins, that's, what, that's the, the distinction. Let's just read it quickly. The distinction that Jesus was making. Matthew 25, you're there, say amen. amen. Let's read quickly from, just read from verse 1. It says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be like, likened unto ten virgins, which took their lambs and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. And they that were foolish took their lambs and, and took no oil with them. So, this wisdom and foolishness they are talking about is wisdom and foolishness when it comes to using the provision of sanctification. Right? When they open the season of sanctification to the soul, how did the soul access it? Did they bother to fetch oil into their vessel? Or were they, were they so carried away with just the light? Right? And I was saying yesterday, some people can become merchants of light, distributors of light. They can become sellers of light, importer and exporter of light, and do many things. There's so much. When you come into Christ's light, there's so much a soul can do with it. So a soul that has a nature of merchandising and all of that can do that with the the light of Christ. And when you come to them, you'll find and check their revelation. Their revelation is accurate. There's no, they don't talk outside Christ. They, they master the revelation. The, 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 the light is correct. But, that, but someone can be that way, but they are foolish in Christ. Praise the Lord. So someone can be that way, but they are what? But they are foolish. And when you check them, but they are a virgin soul. Who is a virgin soul? A virgin soul is a soul that doesn't have adulteration. They are not, they, they're not adulterated, right? Because it's what they are carrying is correct. They are carrying the virgin, the virgin light of Christ. Praise God. But just having that is, is not enough. You can, someone can carry the virgin light of Christ but, and, can also, and be foolish concerning it. And be foolish concerning the season of sanctification. A soul that's foolish of, in the season of sanctification will find that they can't cross over. They are unable to cross over. They don't have, when it's time to cross, when people are crossing, when they want to take their own leap, they can't. They can't. They can't. They can't because they don't have in their vessel the equipment it takes for that conversation. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, so he says that, that these, they that were foolish took their lambs 
and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. So they took oil in their vessel with their revelation. Their revelation is not all they had. They had also what? Oil in their vessel. And while the bridegrooms tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at the midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. And all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us your own oil. Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. Praise God. So, so this thing about the, the oil going out of the lamp, he's talking about the oil going out of the lamp coincided with a timing. Is it is is coincided with what? The time. What timing? The timing is what is midnight? The, the, the peak of darkness. That's what it means. That that the 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 oil the oil in the vessel is for the oil is in the vessel is to be able to navigate a season. To, to navigate a season of crossing over. All right. To navigate what? The season of crossing over. That a soul that doesn't have oil in their vessel, what will happen? Their lamp will go out. And they won't have oil to what? To refresh their what? The light. So what will happen is that such a soul will not be able to connect the everlasting realm. Right? They won't be able to connect the bread of everlasting life. They won't because in the process, when you get, they get to midnight season, right? After they've, they've, they've waited and waited, in their waiting, they will lose heart. Because waiting is supposed to endure for the night until joy comes in the morning. Is that, the problem is that such a people, they won't be able to await for their joy. That's the weakness of not having oil in your vessel. They won't be able to await for their joy. They won't be able to await for the morning time. When the morning comes, that they, they, you find out their waiting was broken down because of lack of what? Of oil. Lack of oil. In the vessel. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, let there be not enough for us and you. But, ye, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was what? The door was shut. And afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, 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 open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. That watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour 
wherein the Son of Man would comment. You don't know the day or you don't know the hour wherein the word, the Son of Man, comment. The way I'm seeing this coming, I'm seeing this coming as the, the, the graduation of a soul entrance, when entrance doctrinally, entrance of light, when entrance of light is ministered to a soul, the season when it happens, when you enter into realm of something. Um, a lot of times when it comes to spiritual things, breaking into a fresh terrain in terms of understanding, sometimes it's not a one-year process. There is a process, but, but the, the time when you had breakthrough could have been one day or two days, or just one, there was one, there was maybe there was one weekend, or there was one day, or there was something. There was just a season where something happened to you that gave you entrance. I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You get what I'm talking about, no? I'm talking about the initiation of the mind into a, a new dimension of understanding. If you, if you check, when you started understanding Christ, there was an encounter with it. It's not just that, oh, I've been learning it, I've been learning it, and I'm now adding one by one by one. There is that as well, but I'm talking about the time when, when there's a period where you will be learning, but it's as if you are, you are pushing against a, a, a restriction. It's actually a veil, like I said last time. There's a, there, in these things, there are veils in, pla- in places. There's a first veil. There's a second veil. There are veils that push against soul. Who does the veil push against? Soul who are trying to make that the within their world. Who want to make the within their realm. There's a veil that can push against such a person. So even when the veil is pushing against a person, it doesn't mean the person won't be learning. You'll be learning, but you'll be, you'll be receiving what you are learning as something that is not from your, as something foreign to your, your domicile of your soul. It's different. There's, there's always a pushing away, like your heart is not your own yet. There are others who have access, can handle it like their own, because they have gained access to it. But, it, but you can be learning, and learning yet, but you haven't broken through. Christ is like that. When, when I see a soul that has broken, they've given access to Christ, I can tell. When I see a soul that hasn't, they haven't given yet, I can tell. It's not too hard to tell. It's not too hard. You can smell it around the soul. You can smell it around their thought. You can smell it. When a soul has entered into Christ, they've given a soul access into Christ, you, you will just, because Christ has an aroma Praise God. It has, an, it has a what? It has an aroma. That when, when you see somebody who, has, who knows things about Christ, when you come to them, you don't, you don't smell Christ. It means the, the perfume of Christ hasn't been given to them because they haven't gained access. Like, nobody can wear a priest's perfume. God, the, the Lord said in Exodus, anybody who tries to do it must be put to death. Praise the Lord. A priest must smell differently from a Levite. They must smell, they must not smell the same. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? 
But, but a priest can be giving some secret of what he knows. A Levite coming from afar be watching a priest conversation and learn things about what the priest does and how he thinks. But when you come around the Levite, he will never smell like a priest because it, that anointing, that, 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 that smell has not been permitted to rest because he hasn't been granted access. And one of the, the purpose, the, the thing, the rituals of access as God gave to Moses in the book of Leviticus is the pouring of the smell upon the priest. He said that must be done at the veil. After you wash their body, you put the garment, you must pour the this, this smell of the priest upon him. That's a sign that the, he has, his, has access to pass through the veil into the, into the sanctuary. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So, so what I'm saying to you is that there's this thing called access. Some souls don't really know it. So they don't seek for it. Some souls can be can say, okay, well, I'm just learning small, so one day I will know I will know it. One day I will know everything. Um, but they're not conscious that I've not gained access into this thing. That there's a way you ought to push to press, to press, to press, to press. What are you pressing for? You're pressing to receive the salvo of Christ. You're pressing for Christ to, to, to for them to wear upon you. Praise the Lord. That the, the garment of Sanctification. Praise God. Garment to garment. You first of all wear the garment of praise. Later you have to wear the garment of sanctification. The garment of of the priest. Amen. How many of you know that the priestly world is the real realm of Christ? The, the, The priestly world is the professional realm of Christ. Who are, the, who are the Levites? The Levites are just those who have entered. That's who a Levite is, the first realm of Christ. They just entered, but they've not, when it comes to the service, the service of what a Christ should serve, what a Christ should do, the real training of the service is in the school of sanctification. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm trying to tell you? Yes, sir. So I'm, I'm just talking concerning access. 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 You know what I'm saying? Talking about access. If you can summarize a lot of things we've been talking about, it has a lot to do with access. Access. Because this is a time of access. It's a time of another access. Praise the Lord. It's a, it's a time of coming into another, another plane, another place, another realm where you need to, you need to wear another aroma upon our soul. They need to become, make us become more natural with another economy of thoughts. Thoughts from another dimension. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So it's the introduction of the thoughts of the most holy. How can a soul make the most holy their the realm? First of all, doctrinally. Are you getting what I'm saying? First of all, doctrinally, that's the first access. You have to first gain access to the bread. Then the rest will take care of itself. As you are eating the bread, what will happen? After a while, your soul begins to move into that, into that thing, into that place. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So, from this um, thing with the virgins, you see there's a time when the bridegroom 
the bridegroom comes. Praise God. The bridegroom comes and is coming to give access. And he spoke about there will be is a midnight time when those who are foolish, their own light can go out. Why? Because they don't have enough accumulation. That oil, not having oil, uh, oil in their vessel, they don't have enough remembrance. That's what that thing is. is, is the remembrance which the, the feasting of the holy place is supposed to have rot on the inside. Mm. So while they are trying to connect, they forget. While they are trying to connect, they forget. Are you getting what I'm saying? Christ as revelation is not enough to connect everlasting thoughts. Just Christ as things you know about Christ is not enough to connect what everlasting. The Christ that connects everlasting thought is the Christ you've accumulated in your vessel. If you're trying to use just revelation to connect it, after a while it will stop making sense to you. After a while, you start getting angry because it seems as if the scriptures are fighting each other. After a while, you, because you've, you've, you've gained too much, maybe you have too much emotional attention to the scriptures of Christ. When the Holy Ghost says, I want to use the same scripture to talk about something else, you can get angry, you can cut it off. Say midnight. Midnight, midnight that's when flames go out. That's when what flames, flames, when they, there's not enough verse oil in the... There'll be, there's a time when a soul is transitioning into everlasting life that at that point, what is carrying you is not the revelation you know in your, in your mind. What is carrying you is the, is the deposit of Christ in your heart. A witness. It's a witness on the inside that carries you. It's that witness that will land you into that place. Because if you don't have that witness, the one that is inside here, I mean the Christ that is inside the vessel, if you don't have that one, what will happen? After a while, it is time you start doubting. You forget. You don't have remembrance. We're talking about soul remembrance. There's the, there's the remembrance of Christ. It's called, to me, it's called a spiritual cognition. The first spiritual cognitive work. <laughs> That they, they do inside his soul. Wow. We're talking about the, the Christ that you know in your heart. When, when arguments against scriptures are coming. You know when they, begin, when they fight against scriptures, there's something that, that argument cannot touch. is the walk inside. Yes, sir. There's no argument that can tamper with that one. But if you don't have that one, you're in trouble. And God made it such that, later, he didn't put the, God made it such, such that, God designed the scripture. There's a way they designed it. You see how the way they scatter things? It's so, that, it's so that a man should not rest on the letter. You know, they know that if they make the, the, the scripture too logically coherent, that people will leave the walk and the spirit and start resting on that. They want to use that. 
God purposely made the scripture such that it can easily look foolish. After a while, it can easily look so stupid. How did I even get myself to be listening to this thing and believing this thing for so long? This thing is so stupid. God made it so that the scripture is really like that. That it's very easy to fall into that thing. Because when it comes to, when it comes to eat, God wants such that it is the, is the, is the spiritual walk, the, the inward soul remembrance that, that the usage of scripture has done over time, that that becomes the anchor and the foundation of journeying in the spirit. I don't know if I'm making any sense at all to you. Say oil, oil. in your vessel. So it's very clear that the, the, the foundation of God is not, the, it's not just the revelation of Christ. The revelation of God is not just the, the foundation of God, so it's not just the revelation of Christ. The foundation of God is the inward spiritual walk of Christ. God will not stand on scripture. When I say scripture, I'm talking just letter. I'm talking of letter. Praise the Lord. Not, not just letter, revelation. Revelation that has not become an inward work. God will not stand on that. God will not come and say, I want to put my weight on a soul that has just that. Because God will know that he will just be there one day we find out that everything under him has gone. Yes. That, that what, what happened? Because just the world, the anointing of the world can, can knock off your revelation for some time. For some days, your revelation will just fly away because of just, just there's too much anointing. Praise God. Because the person you are worrying with is a is a liar, is a father of lies. So who is a liar? He can create images that can tamper with the, the arrangement. You know how scripture lock together? There are, so, there are ways that it can unlock them and they will fly away. And, and you can, someone can, in some days, that thing has, as you are trying to find them, gather them, okay, all these things, they are trying to see it come together, but it's not coming together. Now, if you are in such a time, and then you, you don't have a walk to stand on, on the inside. That's the season. That's the midnight season they're talking about. The, the midnight season is a season of the assault of lies against the light. That when such a season happens and there's no oil in the vessel, the person is in trouble. My question is I want to ask you to ask yourself, can you, can you sense, do you have Christ in your vessel? Or do you just have revelation of Christ? They are not the same thing. Ask yourself that. Be checking it. Ask yourself. Ask yourself that. that are, you, are you someone who are, you are always, praise the Lord, <laughs> that your standing is just in your revelation alone? 
that if you can, if you can, if, if you, they plunge you into so much darkness, will you still have a standing by nature? Do you get what I'm trying to say? Praise the Lord. So, um, the, the, the bridegroom, let's see, in, I think Song of Solomon spoke about this thing, um, about what the, the, the attitude, the right, the wise attitude of a virgin soul. Does anybody believe what I'm saying today? Praise God. Song of Solomon, let's, let's read from chapter 1, verse 1. It says, the song of songs, which is Solomon's, that let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for, for thy love is better than wine. Thy love is better than wine. Because of the savour of thy good ointment, thy name is as ointment poured forth. Therefore, do the what? Because your name is as ointment poured forth. We've spoken about this thing a little. That we don't, we don't, this ointment poured forth is ointment that has been poured forth. The one that comes out. It's not talking about the inward ointment. And he said that, that that ointment, this ointment that is poured forth is not revelation. It's not that your revelation is an ointment poured forth. It's your name. Praise God. It's your what? Your name. So that name is actually the foundation. Praise God. Praise the Lord. The foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, that God knows them that are his, and let them that name the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So, so it's not, not them that have the revelation of Christ. I was saying that God will not stand on the foundation of just the revelation inside his soul. So the inward oil is what you're calling the name. Praise the Lord. The inward oil is what? It's what you call the name. What you call the name. The, the name is the fulfillment of, of, the, of blessing until name has been put. Blessing is not complete. Until name has been put, bless them. So in this wise, will you bless the children of Israel, saying unto them, the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you. Lift up his countenance over you, give you peace. And then shall you put my name. And then I will bless them. That I will bless them. It's called the blessing of God himself. It must come upon what, the erection of the, of, of the blessing which the high priestly ministry has given to them. Praise the Lord. So it says, because of the savour of thy good ointments, thy name is as ointment, that is what, poured forth, and therefore do the virgin. So the, the love of the virgin heart 
is because of the, the name that is as ointment. That ointment is the oil of the virgins, right? It's the oil, the ointment, the anointing of the virgins. Am I making some sense to you? I don't know, please. Amen. The ointment is the, is what? The, is the what? Is the, is the equipment which what? What has been raised on the inside. So when, when he, I, I love that song, put your name within my soul. Write your laws upon my heart. I want to be called by your name. So, so nobody carries name by revelation. You can have the revelation. The purpose of the revelation is to ultimately put the name upon you. That when you have the name, is, is when how much of it has rested inside your vessel. How much of it then? Then you have the name. Name means ownership. That they've named you. You are named according to what is inside of you. According to what is inside of you. The deposit of what is inside of you. You have received what? That name. Say, because of the savour of thy good ointment, thy name is as ointment that is poured forth. And therefore, do the virgins love thee. The virgins. So the love. So what the, the bridegroom, when he came to the twelve virgins, the ten virgins... What he was checking for is love. So, love is not just revelation. What the wise virgins had, the fact that you have a virgin, you've have a virgin, come to a virgin state, doesn't mean that you are in love with him. Because your love for him was measured by how much of how much oil you have. How do they know if someone who is in love with him, when he looks inside them, his name is written in their soul. When a person is in love, the name of the Lord, their lover is on their is in their is in their heart. That name is never far from them. Sometimes they mistakenly call the name of who they are meditating on in their heart about. It's just a slip of tongue because that is the, that is the, praise God. The name is not far from them. It's, they are carrying him in their heart. It's their love. So, so what the bridegroom, he's not coming to take someone who is not in love with him. He's, he's, checking, he's checking the oil of their love inside of their heart. How much of my name are they romancing on the inside of their soul? The inward romance of the name, that's the operation of the inward oil of Christ. That is, it's just it's a living thing on the inside of the soul. Praise God. It's so, it's so, so such lovers are, are those who the, the bridegroom will receive. Verse 4, it says, draw me and we will run after thee. The king had brought me into his chambers. 
We will be glad and rejoice in thee. We will remember thy love more than wine. The upright do what? Love thee. So you're talking about this remembrance of love. So, so what, 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 result, what brings about the remembrance of love is the oil. Is the inward anointing. Is the, the nature anointing. Yes, sir. The anointing that has become natural. How natural has the anointing been? It's not the anointing you feel when you are hearing the revelation. Yes. Not the anointing when you are talking the revelation. Yes, not the anointing when you are hearing someone preaching it. Yes. Not the anointing. Praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? Yes, I'm talking about the anointing of the, uh, anointing of the vessel. It's so that doesn't have it, the name here. When you are talking about it, you are excited. Wow, Christ, oh my God, this is a lovely guy. I love this guy. Oh, wow, wow, Christ. Then when the talker has gone away, what happened? The name has gone. There's no, they don't remember the name. They don't have their own remembrance. They don't, you don't have their own because, praise the Lord. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So, the, so the, the sign, the ultimate, what does that thing actually prove? When you, you see a soul in the realm of Christ who doesn't have remembrance of the name of Christ, what does it prove? Who doesn't have the oil in their vessel? Who doesn't have all of that? What does it prove? It's a proof of something. It's a proof that the whole time they were merchandising with the, with the light, yes, sir. but they never ate the bread which the light has been, been pointing to. So that is the test. They know that this one is not an eater. If these five virgins were eaters, they would have had my name in their vessel. So the, the, the operation of eating is to receive within. To eat. To receive within. To receive within. Right? To receive. That's what eating is. The activity of eating, you crunch it, you munch it, you chew it, you chew it, you chew it. You do the work. What you need to do is walk in to receive within. Right? It's, it's a kind of labor. But it's, called, it's the labor of eating. Right? It's not, it's, the, it's not necessarily the living out of the life. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the labor of eating. The eating of the bread of Christ. Somebody can take a revelation, understand it, and share it without eating it. Anybody, if you, don't, you do that, you never eat it, you will never love it. Nobody will love what they have not eaten. You will never love it. You can get to a point where you are, you are, it surrounds you. You are, you are full of it. You, you have plenty of it. It's around you. Because you, you do business with it. Your dealings, you do different things with it. But you, you yourself, personally, you never actually sat down to eat it. When you, if you don't do that, it will never be found in your own vessel. 
in your own vessel. And it's not that when it comes to time of being chosen, such souls will be separated. You, that soul will not have oil in their what? They will not have oil. They will not be a lover. They won't be a lover. They won't be a lover. Praise God. They won't be a lover. See, we will remember thy love more than what? More than wine. The, the word, the upright, the upright love thee. So the, the, um, the process of the process of eating is, is for accumulation, right? Yes, sir. Mm. Accumulation of what? I use the word, it's like memory, because they use the word remember. It's the same family of words. So what you, are, what you actually accumulate, what the soul accumulates are inward memories. And every time you are eating is a creation of memories. That it's, a, it's things that will be stored on your inside. How many of you know that love is anchored on memories? Yes. Memories, the when you check of someone, you're in love with that person. Okay, how is that love residing on the inside of you? It's a collection of memories, right? Is a collection of what memory? Just memories. This memory, that memory, that memory, that memory, that memory, that memory. That memory. We did this. We did that. I saw him. He said this. He said this. He did this. I, I, I watched him. I was peeping. I was peeping at him. I saw that thing, and then I all those add them up. When the riches of the mem- the remembrances of that fellow is is what you call the love, then they will now amount to name his name on the inside of his soul. Right? Yes, so, so these memories is our, so the accumulation of memories is the purpose of the table. Hmm. Is the reason for eating. So, the memory in the, in the school of Christ, the memory that you should have is not the memory of the title of the message, the scripture that they read, the memory of those things. Oh, I remember last two years' convention. I remember, that's not the memory we're talking about. The memory is what? It's, it's the images that came to you when you sat down with that revelation to eat it.
Thank you, Jesus. Father, Father, thank you. Amen. That was a, more of an interpretation of the tongue. Praise God. Of that tongue. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Receive. We will eat. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. So this, so I said, so the spiritual nature is a combination of memories, not memories in your brain and in your body. Memories in your soul, in your heart, the memories and and the way those memories are created is in eating. It's the image that the food is, is raising, the image that it's painting to you, right? That's how you know that, the way you know that you are, you are prospering in spiritual ministry, in the ministry of Christ, is, is riches of images. That's how you know that you, are, you, have, you have entered well enough. Riches of images. Images, image. What is images? It's images that, that rise from eating. When you are eating a revelation, all the, the way they would paint the, the image of the, of, it's an image of nature information. Image of nature, information about the nature that the world is about, it wants to bring to your soul. They will paint the image of it and then it will come up with its own feeling. Praise God, the way someone who is, a lady who is falling in love with a guy, there's a feeling around the memory that's been created when they are spending time together. All of those things put together is, becomes strong, a record on the inside of the heart. Praise God. So, so for spiritual function is, is, is actually based on how much of, is the, of remembrance of the nature of Christ that is inside. That is where charity blooms from. Right? Is that you can't do charity from Revelation straight. It, does, it never works. I don't know if you've ever tried it. It does not usually work. Right? You always be doing the opposite of the Revelation. It's hard to forbear directly from the scripture of forbearance. 
right? It's hard to just forbear. Sometimes someone is doing something that is messing you, your, you up, your, that is driving you crazy. Just from a forbearance scripture. You can't, it's hard for that to translate forbearance scripture. Is that by the time the person is demonstrating, you find that the light of that scripture will go off. To just turn off. Right? Because that person's operation can introduce a midnight season somewhere to you. <laughs> Where your, your light, it will. Some souls, their operations have power to off the light of your revelation. When they are handling you, they will off you for some time. God has to help you. And that they will go away or something. You know, to bring you back where they can come and light you again. Hey man, and so it might take some meetings for them to light you again. Right? God wants to take you to a place where you can't go off anymore. Because, because so much oil. So it means that when someone is dealing with you, so it means forbearance flows from oil in vessel, not from revelation of scripture. So you see, forbearance is a memory. It's a memory that, when do you receive the memory of forbearance, the image it's when you were eating. It's not just the revelation of the thought. It's the, when you were eating it, the forbearing attitude of Christ can be painted as an image to your soul that can stay there. That when someone starts attack, doing something to you, that image can rise. It, see, it's image. When it comes to all these things, it's image. It's image versus image. It's image. If there's no image in you that can handle that, take that situation, handle it, and then pull it aside. Then you are weak. There's nothing you can do about that thing. Do you get what I'm trying to say? But where you accumulate images is from eating. When you, you sit with the bread, you chew the bread, you meditate on the bread, you chew the bread, you chew the bread, you chew the bread, and chew until you can swallow the bread. Swallow it and then it becomes, it sits on your what? On your, on your inside. The, the life of Christ is, is lived out not from revelation like that. It's lived out from the oil, the oil of the vessel. If you only have revelation of Christ, there will not be an aroma of Christ in your home, in where you live. If someone comes there, even though you have plenty of revelation, what can be smelling might be strife, bitterness, unforgiveness, malice. They will just be smelling in the atmosphere. Even while there's plenty of revelation around. That will be the, the smell. That will be the flow. You know, some souls... They, they flow in bitterness. That's where they found flow. They just flow there. They are learning Christ, but they don't flow in Christ. They flow in malice, argument, bitterness, all of those things. It's their, it's their own flow. Because those things are, their images, their nature, their things that the soul has eaten. You know, the soul can eat bitterness. Someone did something to you, you sit down with it, you chew it, and chew it, 
and chew it. You chew what they did until you swallow it. Then after, then after doing that, don't expect that tomorrow morning you wake up and say, oh, I love you, my brother, the love of Christ. I, I, I extend God's love to you. I, forget, I forgot everything. No, you're not. When, when overnight you've been chewing what? You've been chewing the revelation of what they did. And as you are chewing it, all images kept coming. So you are installing images and you expect that you want to go and deal with him based on revelation. It will never work. So you see, the, the problem is what we chew, right? What we should feed on, we don't feast on. We feast on other things. Praise the Lord. So they want us to eat Christ. Eat, really eat him. If you've not eaten Christ yet, time is not too late. It's not too late. Eat him. So eating is accumulation. The purpose of, of accumulating Christ is for him to abound. The abound, increase. That was Peter's language. Eating. And adding, let's read that place. Okay. Second Peter, praise God. Second Peter chapter chapter one, I'll read from verse five. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, to temperance patience, and to patience what? Godliness. I want to say something before we read this place. So sometimes this lack of eating is what causes a lot of the problems we have in our day-to-day walk as, as believers. Um, so let's, see, let's just take, for example, your quiet time. When you want to do your quiet time. In your quiet time, you can take a song about Christ and let's say I want to sing this song to you, Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. And you are singing the song, but when you are singing the song, there's nothing about Jesus in your heart. Praise the Lord. While you are singing that song, amen, you might be hearing, you might be seeing all kinds of, you might be, you might, you might be seeing your, voice, your, your, your boss's voice asking you, what about that thing of yesterday, have you done it? You might be thinking about your commute to work or whether, praise God. Different kind of things. You are singing oh, to Jesus. Oh. 
Christ our husband and our head to so jointly feet together. We will grow up to you. Amen. Go slow. The mighty go slow. <laughs> there might be hold up. <laughs> Which hold up? On the way to work, eh? You are thinking of that traffic light that always holds you. Praise God. Why? Nothing. No, there are no images. Praise God. Amen. Or, or prayer time, you're trying to pray. You're praying the spirit. But your mind has taken off. To, to, <laughs> you have been, you have, you've been carried away in the spirit. So. <laughs> no, you can sing that song, Carry Me Away, but... You, and you get carried away, but he's not, what you see is not, it's not the new Jerusalem. <laughs> Why? Because bankruptcy of images. You've not eaten anything to, praise God. You see, oh, you are the lamb upon the throne. Praise God, but you don't have, you've not eaten that nature. We've not eaten the lamb's nature. They've not characterized and animated his lamb nature to you in a way that, not from preaching, from you eating it, from you, you meditating on it till the images of his inward nature. Are you know what I'm saying? That's when you take your scripture and you read your scriptures, Right? You cannot flow. The scripture cannot, cannot carry you on a journey based on what? On the, the attribute of the persons who they are, scripture, they are speaking concerning. It's always flat. You know? That is because you've not spent time eating. You've not spent time eating. So this thing about eating is very, very key. Very, 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 very key. He must, be a, he must be a master of eating bread. He must be an eater of bread. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's read on. It says, in this verse 5, it says, And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. Now, if these things be in you, where? In. If these things be in you and abound, then they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge. This one knowledge. It's not this revelation one now. This is the what? 
This is the one on the inside of you. In the knowledge of our Lord Jesus, what? Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off. He's blind and cannot see afar off. So his problem is not only that he can't see afar off. His problem is that he is actually blind. So seeing afar off is even out of the question. Praise God. He can't even see near. If he's blind, he can't see near. He's blind and cannot see afar off and had forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so, because of this abundance, this accumulation, so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and who? And what? Savior, Jesus Christ. So the way the, this everlasting entrance, of course, is the entrance which the bridegroom wants to give, right? <clears throat> which he will only give to people who have the remembrance of his name. And this remembrance of his name is the accumulation, adding and adding and adding. The purpose of eating is to add and to add and to add and to add until all those things be in you and what? And they are bound. Praise God. When you've been exercised as an eater, so somebody, a soul that is not a master, a professional, a master at accumulating spiritual images in the heart, that soul can never function in the realm of everlasting life. Right? You won't be able to. You won't be able to. Because when they are talking about everlasting, everlasting, this one, it will just be, it will not mean anything to you. It will just be just hanging up there. It will just be, because why? Because the bread of that realm is actually, is a hidden bread. Anybody who can eat that bread is somebody who has so much skill in eating. So much skill in eating that they can eat a bread that is not advertised to them. They can eat, why can they eat a bread that's not advertised in them? Because, because they have oil in their vessel. So when you go into the Mosul place, you won't see a light, candle light there to eat the hidden manna. In fact, the manna is hidden. It's not meant to be seen to eat. It's so that anybody who, only those who will eat it are those who have within themselves the reservoir who can create, when I say create, who can ignite light from within. Who are equipped. Those are the, the spiritual nature. A person who has been framed spiritually, they can, they can raise light. So the, the everlasting realm is not the realm of every single detail being spelled out to you. No. It, because that kind of operation is what you do for wretched beings. Like the natural man who just came to start learning Christ. Right? Because in that realm, you must now begin to lay precept upon precept. Who do you lay precept upon precept, line upon line for? Them that are just weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. 
That's the attitude of ministering Christ to his soul. You must lay, you have to, if, you don't, if you're not ready to lay precept upon precept, line upon line here, a little there, a little. The soul will never know Christ because he's a natural man. He's just coming from milk. But you see that level of laying like that, it's not, it's not that, the way everlasting life, check the way the revelation of everlasting life is arranged in the scripture. You know it's not like that. It's not like that. It's not the way Christ is arrayed. The, the souls who will be able to pick that conversation are souls who, are, who have so much, so much word, inward oil in them. They can see afar off. They are not blind. They can see afar off. They can fetch the hidden manna from where it is. The feasting of everlasting life is the eating of hidden manna. It is for expert souls, equipped souls, souls who have gained proficiency by the nature of Christ and through the school of Christ to feast on spiritual things. Things that are not just advertised, things that you must, you must be able to journey in, inwardly. When an everlasting message, a message of everlasting life is going on, you can't just be chewing, chewing gum and sitting down and, be, and receive like that. You know, see, 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 when, when they are teaching Christ, hmm? when they are teaching Christ, the Christ revelation can be so much that someone who even said, I'm not, I'm not here, I, don't even want, I didn't want to come to this meeting. Someone just brought me by force and they're angry in the back, in the seat, chewing, chewing gum and all that. What happened? The revelation of Christ can hit them. Right? Because it's that is is designed to land where they are in that their natural wretchedness to shake them and wake them up. That's how Christ is. Christ's revelation is a revelation you can bring to someone who is not interested. Nobody who is not interested will ever hear anything about everlasting life. You will never, you will never, you will never hear anything. The, the teaching of everlasting life is the teaching for skilled souls who have been skilled to eat. It's actually the, it's a school of professionals. It's the difference between primary school and PhD level. The way, you know, the way they do primary school, they gather you, or secondary school and everything, they have to plan everything out for you, everything, PhD. <laughs> Praise God. Sometimes the profs say that they don't even want you to know it. <laughs> Sometimes they, they actually want you to get tired and go, and go and do business or something. Because they are guiding the secret of their profession. Nobody who is not interested should come here. This is a, this is a secret. This is something that is a fellowship. Praise the Lord. It's a fellowship of, only, of people, who are, who have, people who, are, who have the same mind. Who have the same appetite, who have the same sense of value for what we are keeping. That's why if you want to do a PhD, you cannot be anyhow. The professor will make sure that you don't finish that program. When they detect your nature, like, oh, this one is not interested in this profession. He just wants to have PhD attached to his name. That's, once they detect that in you, you are gone. You are finished. They will end you, you will end up going to do something else. 
Am I lying, sir? Or anybody? For, before you, when you finish, when you are, you are doing a PhD defense, those guys who are listening to those profs, they are checking something inside of you. They are, all they are checking is not necessarily, it's not your language, it's not, it's not even the, too much detail. They are checking you, is this thing, is he a calling to you? Because they, they are fellows of a calling, they are called to that knowledge. Or is this just some way for you to mark a something or to get a job? They, they are, as you are, you are talking, you think they are listening to what you are saying. They are reading your nature. They are reading the ethics and the, 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 the thought, the way you are thinking. How is this thing? You know what I mean? Can they, can they call you a doctor of this thing? Who is a doctor? He who dissects and he who phrase the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, I guess more light is coming about what the nature of Christ is for. Right? It's, it's so that an entrance, verse 11, for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into what? The everlasting kingdom of our Lord and our and Savior. Jesus Christ. Praise God. I will bless today. Are you sure? Are you sure? Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. I want us to pray a little bit this morning. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Mantala <laughs> 
Afratosa, 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 Capri Aravasto, Prakatoski, Shantama, Ture Pasu, Sapata, Opraferabosa, Sepravo, Originugo, Evradam Oshepra, Arnoske, Praka, Okramosuki, Evera, Sapria, Ote, Atios, Etra, Susa, Tiso, Sisko, Lipri, Eprapa, Papa, 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 Puri, Papa, Pacara, Paca, Prakasa, Sapragescu, Vendre la suda lisha to le proso secata lucrea su secrea su te bimigo e frande su satali prava su ste prava su sketi crasso su grido e frandalo sali gauri ganura surihamo 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 ofrendo saskala oprevena stupanto pe creso su critiche leogodo si halosa shentama rupata da prasso protasco su skedesco Esesata dava susata palava susa pravorona bana muriha. Efratama kamra lama shonta lama shonne ligara mashoske lebrona vegato. Repa horia sotambra horia lama sosete prakara makara makana mashesho nevurine vigedoske. Shenta ligalu seta lima lima rote prasuta prasu surya gaha. Eprafandar abrano sata ambralo se prala ambralo ske prala makara mashe. E prakara makara makari osu se prakara abrasa se prendoske Sashte anta lupra tola sopra tala prata lupra suri antu krisko Ziye luta panda lavara lavaruri arava suri arava su Tete librunde libu su 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 Zu santi papa hukaye kapra turi panadoske Rentando likansu ziata masohata eshahata antahata Atahata, Lutahata, Etahata, Sutahata, Letahata, Mekahata, Ikrahata, Oprahata, Laosu, Prentu, Zuri, Alavasu, Setirienu, Shikinti, Dienu, Zipritike, Ripata, Zurati, Prasku, Sutari, Anduli, Prasuri, Alavosu, Dehive, Infandili, Fanduli, Prandu, Zuprende, Zusetili, Aravasu, Setiprikeluye, Oparanda la tala la tala taya la la bata la la maya tala la bana itala hanu seto ripasa sosi pasku skis 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 kipreke kute ripasu sa ripasu sa limprato se limprato se limprata sa lumprata so limprata so limprate sa ripasu sa takaya la la basu santa erio te kerya la bozo kreteke riparadu jade kaya lo bo santa ma otama ye O prasa e kalu riansota inta uta ita ita Ota la ta zuste de borolobo shantama orianda magurie de bozo sehesa Yesando mikada ye anabaruta paparaba musha parampada kaya E pasko santa ingrata ingrata ungreta zutari anaba zuse Ripa pa 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 Rimbazu se tanta lerianda la garuya rabazu se terio se reboske Rinkanu sa lingrado sa lingredo sa lingredo se Rekadu se lingrado se likredo se Limprado se likrea rabazu sa lembrani koria rabazu santa paradausia Rumbele te 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 le kretata ligre alamataka Ampranta le pranzo santa libre shanta mure geso Rekampanu sa eri alamazu sende libranso se prando e e infata levrata zofrata sifrata lubrene bosque rimpanta lampra shanta mandu santa igala mazuse rimpakota limbranca la vagure nebore te parisa suye e shande lubarara masuteke 
Oh, 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Satara Vashuta Kantari Kaparu Ruskute Keriosa. Shindale Pando Zusata Embruskeli Protopori Begoski. Leskele Esi Eta Askota Ekronte Sukrishan Parupere de Viscolebretose. Lambranda Lava Oria Tapa Ore Kaprona Mashanta Eta 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 Sota Peta Prata Bika Noske Fanda Lama Shonda the Prophet Stotta Prosco to Prohora Voske Skeposke. Sopratiskiskoski, Alpha, Talfa, Sota, Zetu, Santa, Uria, the Muskaya, Vandili Pranda, Zusata, the Moses, Sotarava, Santa, Ekrasu, Kreburu, Venege, and Ayalota, La Prata, 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 La La Prata, La Prata, La Prata, La Prata, Rampata pora pata prarama suprenta ka eklishoti pluskeza. Oh, mikande luria lava zusiti parama shotam renuze ka yelebo zusi. Rinkade rudia lava zusanta rava suskera mazu. Iprasasa parama suskerebo suskerebo zuske. Rinpasu santa yemusaskerebo zusuturia lava zuserebo goregoska. Yefantori feta lava lukreta pazuseta maronte lebrunala askala taye. Kapa lukrento kresko li prante kaye lukie da bosko li erebosa ranta le branda la vara 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 Moskoska, e pama ma opre mama opre ama e priala mo priala e priela bosco criela bosco yenchande luzia santa embrambo tafando vesket coi everosta pariola bosco sete paradoski ranta fata ranta fata ranta fata ranta fata ranta fata thank you.
Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. Eating is eating is that is that part is the part that nobody can do for you. Is the part that they say they say you have to do. Jesus cannot eat for you. Holy Ghost cannot eat for you. Your brethren cannot eat for you. Your pastor cannot eat for you. They can provide the bread and shed light on the bread. But they can't eat for you. Eating is the part that you have to do. That is the one you must do. Everybody must do that. bread can be so like this they put it here for you but you just will not eat it heaven will do everything to bring the bread so close some for some people it's just some kind of like a dasical attitude it's just a nature sometimes it's a nature some of them we inherited them those natures sometimes it's nurture environment something that has framed us that way that if you are not if you you know the nature to be able to resist something, not for any reason, just because you don't you don't feel like doing it. Some of us are strong in that kind of that kind of thing. You just you can't just bring yourself to just exercise yourself a certain way. Is the is the work of Satan in souls? Yeah, and it's framed in different ways in different souls. Some souls. It's framed like just, oh, you're just a gentle person. You just like to take things easy. It seems like just in nature, like a natural disposition. But it's not, it's a work of Satan. Some of us may not see it that way. That, well, you're just easy going, you like simple. Oh, I don't like to over, you know, exert myself. And just a simple person. It seems like it's, it's, but you can't say that it's Satan. Satan wanting to cheat you out of your eternal destiny. One, one thing that nature you should never have is, is, the, is the nature of someone who can be by the river, by a river and be washing their hand with their saliva. Like that, they bring you by the river, just drink now, drink, it's there. But you just don't want to drink. You can't just bring yourself to drink. Um, to me, I, I don't see, I don't know what kind of excuse someone like that will give. Someone who has been exposed to so much, right? That is not that the word was cast in your day. There was no revelation. There was no anything. Is that they brought everything around you, but somehow you managed not to eat it. 
you manage to escape the season. And dealing for such a person, what will you say to God when he's asking you, okay, what happened? Okay, they ask you, okay, what X did you need that was not available to you? May that, may that not be your case. May that not be your case when later on, when because you refuse the dealing, and then when your children are asking you, oh, boy, you were around that, I know you lived, you were in that time, in that season, where that thing was happening in that time. Weren't you there? Isn't that where you lived at that time? Didn't you know all those people? Why? Because they are looking at other people who, were, who received a legacy. But you, you never plunge in. You couldn't pass anything on because you never received anything. This is the time of seeds are landing the earth right now. Praise the Lord. It's time for, in, for receiving of what God is doing. This is the time. This is the time to respond to the Lord. This is the time. No soul. God is doing it so that no soul will be with excuse. You will be all without excuse. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? So this, this eating aspect, that's the thing about it is that it's the aspect that nobody can do for you. Nobody will do this one for you. Praise the Lord. Eating is, this, is the answer to many of the problems that we are facing, many of us are facing. I think, I, think, I think it's safe to say for majority of us, the challenges we have that we know about are not challenges where we say there's just complete total blindness, I don't know what to do, there's no light about this area, there's no light. They are, very, they are hardly issues that we are facing, challenges we face in our attitude, our nature, and our life that... We say we don't know what we should be doing. It's hardly that that's the case. The, the case is that we're not just serious enough to sit with the light and chew the light to a point where it can rise up within you as a nature to deal with your challenges. Is that we are just not serious enough. And unseriousness is the worst sin you can commit in this kind of season. Praise the Lord. Some of us are playing around certain things. There are some filthinesses that are around you. Some things like, oh, malice, I don't flow with this person. Uh, we don't gel together. Uh, we have a, we had an argument, and so when do you when do you have the argument? I was like maybe three four years ago or something. Or so, oh, are you getting what I'm saying? Oh well, we have issues. Um, we don't. Are you getting what I'm saying? So those kind of all those kind of things. <laughs> when God is beginning to talk about higher things, and then in your mouth, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so it's shameful. Shameful. Praise God. Maybe you can't forgive. Hmm? Why all these things? The, the truth is that all these things will not stay around you if you are eating. 
you can't have the image of Christ in you, right, and dwell with unforgiveness and you are comfortable with it. You can't. It means that you are not feeding on the image of Christ because Christ's image will not permit such things. It can't permit malice. That image doesn't stay. It doesn't permit such things. It is an image, a different image where there's no space for those, those things in the world, in the image of Christ. Praise God. There are some things that are so clear, so glaring. So clear and glaring that we should have really dealt with. It's because we are not eating. 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 So we have to be able to eat. Praise God. So we are going to pray just a few minutes now. That whatever it is that is stopping you from eating, by eating, I mean that aspect you have to do for yourself. Right, of holding, carrying the revelation, what the light has brought to you, and fellowshipping with it till until it creates the image of Christ on your inside. That the Lord will help you. And whatever is stopping you from doing that, the Lord will help you. For, for those of us who are married, whatever your own challenges might be, is it loving? Is it love your wife? Is it loving your wife? Is it submitting to your husband? Anything that is so high, such a high thing that it exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ. The reason why such thing is standing is because you've the the food that should deliver you from such a bondage. You don't you don't feed on it. You can feed around it, but when the food, the food of that deliverance is coming. Let's pray for help. 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 Whatever is hindering us from embracing the spiritual life fully, from embracing the spiritual nature, from resting in the spiritual life, all the deaths that we need to die, the lusts that need to go, the pride that need to die, let us pray that yieldedness, yieldedness, yieldedness to the, to the food and the meal which God has provided. Mercy will help us. Madala paralaba satara mashotalaba suskelema nutalia la bazu setere la bazu gedeta. Rekandeli satala paro de basata kaye griala bosundali prapaloria taparo ne mekaloshe tarie le boske. Embra ta 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 li kapata ta le kapasuske le prundeli arabazusa prata ye kabaya shade arabosa rekamba luza ta yeriento li prasko tori pakata li arabazusa arabama orieta pa ye 
Refenta shenda likayeli obo santo rimande vrahara masoske librahata. Rekama uta la santa mingre soto tori kayele asha. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we prayed. Amen. Our Father, we bless your holy name. We give you glory this morning. We thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the sword of your word. Thank you for the spirit of the word. Our God, we have exposed our heart to your, your word today. Lord, we are asking, Lord, that you will allow it to cut deep into our hearts, Lord. That let no stone be left unturned. Amen. Let nothing be left unmoved. Amen. May your word, your spirit, the spirit behind this thought, may it rot the conviction within our death in the name of Jesus. Nothing will be able to gainsay against the truth what you have said. Lord, you are raising the standard. You are making the standard clear. You are making it plain to us that nobody will all be without excuse. Father, I pray none of us will fall short of it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for this, the release of grace, mercy, ability to feast, to eat, to eat, to eat, to eat, to eat, to eat, Lord, all of the provisions. Come and satisfy us with bread. Satisfy our soul with bread, with your heavenly provisions. Father, I thank you. No heart here will be wretched anymore. No soul here, Lord, will be bankrupt, oh God, of your love, of your name, of your memory within our soul. Father, we'll be able to carry the remembrance of you in the name of Jesus. These things will be in us and they will abound. Father, as you will, entrance into the everlasting kingdom will be granted unto us. No one will fall short of it. I pray, thank you, our God. Thank you, our Father. Jesus, so that you are that bread that cometh down from heaven. That anybody who eats you will live. We ask, O oh God, that you will equip us to eat you. As you are descending, that our soul will be empowered. We will not be without oil in our vessel. You will fill up our vessel. And when it's time to eat, we will eat. We will not be found wanting. Thank you, our Father. I pray, Lord, let your balm go forth and bring forth healing to every heart in the name of Jesus. We know that your bread will heal. It will bring forth strength on the inside in Jesus' name. Thank you, our Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, any obedience in our life that is outstanding, that is hanging out, that we have not done, maybe by virtue of not having enough food, Father, let the food, the meal, the bread, oh God, for the strength to carry such things out, may it find us, may it be released to our heart and to our soul. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh Lord, we give you glory. Oh Lord, we thank you. Thank you, thank you. We can see it. 
We can see seasons of great prosperity ahead of us. We receive it in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Amen. Between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim.